You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Overload, your buckwild guide to pop and geek culture. Hi, Mom. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. We have a great show for you this week. Thank a you. A Buckwild for- show for you this week. We do have a Buckwild show for you this week. <laughs> Did we mention it's Buckwild? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a great show for you this week. Uh, a bunch of news, but first, let's get into some things we have been checking out. And you know what? I'm taking the initiative. I'm going to take the reins on this one. We forgot the dice again. Yeah, I know. We should <laughs> just. I should just have a giant die sitting here. But uh, whatever. Um, so I got, well, had a chance to check out a couple of things. First one was is plenty geeky, but not really in a traditional sense. I went down to see They Might Be Giants down in Columbus last week. The best band in the world. A very, very, very <laughs> good band. Close to it. Yeah. Um, they're like the pinnacle of like geeky, like half folksy, half indie kind of rock. Yeah. Of the two Johns, I think Flansburg was way more into it. That's normal <laughs> yeah yeah he's yeah he's more of the showman for sure but uh but they played all the hits except for experimental film which is m- probably my favorite of their tracks but it's one that doesn't get a whole lot of play but that's okay did they do the uh, the powerpuff girls one they didn't do the powerpuff girls one no mm-hmm. they they basically hit all the high notes and then they played some off of their new album which is releasing soon i think also, they did a couple of uh, the new uh, their newer um, Dial-A songs, because they brought that back. Yeah. Did they do Anna Ng? They did do Anna Ng. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I like that one a lot. But no, the that show was great. It was a really good crowd. Um, not rowdy like most concerts that I go to, but <laughs> considering the source, you know, not too bad. There's a lot of swaying back and forth, which is good. Yeah. There's a lot... They're good at picking songs you wouldn't expect. Yes. But you also want to hear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. But no, they did Anna Ng. They did. Uh, they actually ended the show on um, a double rolling from Dr. Worm into uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul. Nice. Yeah. So that was a really good one. They did. Oh, they did Particle Man. They did. Uh, they actually did um, Particle Man and Istanbul like super early in the set. Really? Get them yeah. out of the way. Got them out of the way. Well, here's well, pe- the thing. People have bedtimes. <laughs> they didn't. The show was almost three hours long. Jeez. They, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, they didn't have an opener. They did two sets. So they did. So they played for like, you know, 45 minutes and then took a 20 minute break or an hour and 15 minutes. And then took a 20 minute break and then came back and did a second set. So it was, I mean, it was pretty close to midnight by the time. You That's know. rad. Yeah, it was a great show. It was, I, I'm really I glad saw I went they to announced it. the second leg of their tour the other mm-hmm. day, and they're going to be in Covington, uh, Kentucky, which is like two and a half hours. Yeah, so so I might I might go to that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I might see it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, um, but no, that was a lot of fun. The other thing I had a chance to check out uh, the Drexel Theater down in Columbus every month does a show midnight showing of the room. <laughs> And I've always wanted to get down there and go to that. I love going to see midnight movies. I love the room. Um, see ro- the room in a theater. Like yeah, it was great up on the big screen. You know, um, it was something that I've never done and kind of just wanted to experience. So I went, and for the most part, it was fun. For the most part, it was an experience much like 
uh, seeing Rocky Horror Picture Show, where there were a lot of like interactive things that people happen to just already know what to do, like throwing spoons at the screen whenever the spoon shows up, the framed spoon in the background. Um, that was great to a point, but it got annoying after a while. Because um, people do them so robotically. One, it was very robotic. <laughs> yeah. And two, um, there is a there's a fine line between having a good or rowdy crowd and being obnoxious. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, like when we saw Rocky Horror, there was a guy that would just shout the... Because there's stuff you're supposed to yeah. say. And he would just shout it at the top volume with no real inflection or comedic timing i was sitting right next to a gentleman that was doing exactly that it was probably the same guy more than likely <laughs> yeah it was that part wasn't great because it's like now you're not being funny you're just doing a thing just screaming screaming yeah. stuff. it was uh yeah that wasn't that wasn't a ton of fun but seeing it on the big screen and being part of the crowd that was a blast um I don't know if it's something I would do every single month, but I would go back down again, probably try to take some people with to go down and see yeah. it for you know, sure. You know, su- suffering numbers. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> I, it, but, and the price was right. It was only like, I want to say six fifty. I think studio 35 has picked it up. They're going to start doing it. That. They're, they're doing it and Grandview, which I guess is studio 35 as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's studio 35 by proxy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but though they picked it up and they're going to start doing it once a month as well. Maybe the crowd there will be better <laughs> or maybe it'll be the exact same crowd. Cause they're doing it on different weekends. So it probably uh, will be. The same crowd. It probably will be the same crowd. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll follow the room like a, like a bad herd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, the Rexel, I guess, has been airing the room on the second Saturday of every month nonstop for 11 years. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe it's that old. Ah, no kidding, right? Um, but no, they've done it for a long time and they plan on continuing to do it. And yeah, I'd go back down to see it again. It's fun on the big screen for sure. Really awkward. Those first 20 minutes, man, in a, in a big crowd. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a bit rough, but Yeah. Um, but no, that's pretty much what I've been, uh, been doing this past week or so. Why is he humping her belly button? (laughs) (laughs) The million dollar question. (laughs) Because Tommy Wiseau is an alien and he doesn't know how human beings procreate. procreate. Just just doesn't know how it works. Yeah. 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 Well, that is, yeah. I love, that's my favorite theory that he's an alien. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Sure. He's he's so weird. Mm Mm-hmm nondescript european accent you have no idea anything about him he's yeah. just a goofball european accent <laughs> vaguely are, are you vaguely european? are you sure he claims he's from new orleans really yeah in the disaster artist that is one of the things that he makes mention constantly that he doesn't he wants to he wants everyone to think that he's from america he, he because he loves america <laughs> and american culture so much he tells everyone he's from new orleans we are from France. <laughs> yeah, we are from France. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's a co- he's a secret conehead monster. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I checked out a movie from the library. I mean, I've thought about it. <laughs> uh, no, I actually I went picked up uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, you did. Oh, I wanted to watch that. Is it is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it almost suffers from the same problem that 
the killing joke was is the fact that the graphic novel itself is not really long enough to pad out uh, an so hour good. and a half movie. Ah, uh, but but they don't pad it out with horrible garbage. <laughs> <laughs> they did a better job filling it and making it feel more organic. Okay, than than the killing joke was because killing joke was really it's really disjointed. Yeah, yeah, and awkward. <laughs> it was here like. Here's a half hour of something you didn't ever want to see. Mm-hmm. Now here's the killing joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about the killing joke well, yeah. animated yeah. on here before, so we don't really need to no, dig back into that. But um, they do change some things in Gotham by Gaslight from the graphic novel, mm-hmm. like uh, like who the identity of the serial killer is and stuff like that, mm. which is fine. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan, but the way they did it, it definitely made a more of a kind of a mystery horror kind of aspect of it rather than just, you know, a Batman film. See, that's cool. I think that uh, genre, that style lends itself to mm-hmm. the Gotham by, by, by Gaslight. Like we, the, should, we should explain what is Gotham what by, yeah. by Gaslight. Right. So Gotham by Gaslight was the first title in when DC started experimenting with their Elseworld series. Yeah, it's like, Stories that take place outside of continuity, set in a lot of times in different um, yeah, time periods, or they're what ifs, basically. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're DC what ifs of mm-hmm. let's take these characters and throw them into different situations. Right. Gotham by Gaslight happens to be uh, Batman in Batman in Company in a Victorian era, eighteen hundreds Gotham. Almost steampunky, but not quite. Yeah, like it, ish. It, it's not quite sci-fi-ish enough to be steampunk, right? But it's it's, it's too grounded to be steampunk. Yeah, not as yeah. fantastic. Now the, the now but, the sequel to Gotham by Gaslight was a little more steampunk. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what was that? Um, like Man of the Future, I think is what it was called. Yeah, and there's actually a uh, in Multiversity. Was it Multiversity or uh, Fifty Two? One of the two where they go to one of the multiple Earths. Gotham by Gaslight is one of the Earths, and they interact with the Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. who is like a Doctor Strange type oh, character cool. set in <laughs> yeah. uh, the Gotham by Gaslight. And his basically the the Beetle, the Scarab, was his Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a good movie. Um, design choices were really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they the way they designed Batman and Bruce, he was more of a kind of a stockier you know bare knuckle boxer uh, type build and for that time period yeah that would be the way they would go with it mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of they you know they threw a lot of you know batman characters at you in kind of different scenarios like poison ivy but she's not like a plant villain person she's like a sideshow dancer yeah yeah, yeah exactly. i watched the first 10 minutes of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good film i liked it art was done really well sound was really good every, every they did a lot. Actually, watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, they did a lot of research. Actually, like in Victorian, like fashion and architecture and whatnot, to make it look good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. really want to watch the rest of it. It looks really cool. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to pick it up and uh, give it a watch because I, I do like that setting quite a bit. Um, I enjoy that, and I really hope. I really hope they're never going to make it, but I hope they do an animated series uh, movie based on the um, Green Lantern set at 19 like 1920s or like what was it uh the boss hog era um mm. not boss hog i'm <laughs> duke boys them duke boys gonna fire up their green lantern rings yeah yeah no what was it it's like um 
you keep talking about this. I'm going to look it up because this is going to bother me, but because it's a really good I'm, series. I'm sitting over here trying to think of more Dukes of Hazard Green Lantern jokes, but I got nothing. <laughs> well, you know, it makes sense because they they replaced the the Duke boys after a couple seasons. They did the same thing with Hal Jordan. <laughs> So it works. It works. A, a big giant con, uh, ring construct of the uh, yeah, of the Duke of boy the, car. Yeah, of the, the general. Generally, generally. <laughs> the yeah. Duke boy car. <laughs> That's like calling the DeLorean the, the, the time. The time sedan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Brown's time car. <laughs> uh, Batman's car. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne's car. Oh man! Is Batman Ninja the next one that's gonna come out? Oh yeah, that one looks good. Yeah, that looks really awesome. Green Lantern: Evil's Might set set in New York City in 1888. Okay. Political cartoonist Kyle Rayner gets the the ring, and he ends up fighting against a corrupt cop, Irish cop, who is um um Guy Gardner who has a uh, shillelagh with a ring embedded in the top of it. <laughs> and yeah, he looks very like a cross between the spirit and um, Alan Scott. That's what it is. It's Alan Scott's origin, but with Kyle Rayner as a political cartoonist in 1888. So is it, it's more magic than space. It is 100% magic. Okay. okay. Yeah. It, there is no space to it. So, I, yeah. They would never do this. Yeah, they would they would never do it, but it's, it's way too off of too different from what the original is about. Yeah, it's like the Bowery Boys. And yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, that's you know what they might though because isn't there a Netflix series that was recently released that kind of did around the same kind of era? I can't think like of it. Peaky Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the the, the British uh, underworld kind of. Yeah. But anyway, 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 that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. neither here nor there. I mean, they've been. I'm trying to figure out where you got Boss Hog, <laughs> Boss Tweed is yeah, what it was. That's what, that's what it was. <laughs> but it came, yeah. but it came out. Tammany Hall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, the, a lot of the Elseworld stories really, I think, really lend to movies. They do because they're I mean, self-contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I like the, I like the DC animated movie verse. Mm. But after a while, I got a little tired of. Kind of getting hit in the head over it. Yeah. I would love to see a Kingdom Come animated series would they, or cartoon movie. Would they, or would they, um, you think they would draw it like, uh, Alex Ross? Like, uh, Alex Ross art? It would be near impossible for them to because yeah. that is like hyper realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most expensive film ever created. Yeah. yeah. I, I really wanted to watch that, uh, For Love of Vincent movie they did. Not, not DC, but, uh, the whole movie is, Done. Look, looks like Van Gogh paintings, and it's hmm. about Van Gogh's life. Oh yeah, I remember that. That did look really good. But yeah, but anyway, um, they always try to work in the original art, like a, a little bit, a, a little, little bit. Yeah. Well, it would be they. They didn't so much do that for Gotham by Gaslight because that was done by Mike Manolia. Oh yeah, and his his art lends itself to animation. It, it does, but it does it. There is a lot of dark. They kind of have to mess with it a little bit. There is a lot of dark, and but they use have a good use of like shadow and whatnot in yeah. in in this one. Oh, a good example of that is the amazing Screw on Head animated movie. Yes. Oh that's man, excellent. that's such an awesome. And it's a great movie. Yeah. And the two mm-hmm. and the two Hellboy animated films they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what was that? A Blood and Blood and Iron and um. I love Screw on Head. I, was I very can't remember the other one. Disappointed that Sci Fi didn't pick it up. Hellboy Iron and Wine. He picks up an acoustic <laughs> guitar and. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah he's done fighting monsters mm-hmm. that's it yeah <laughs> be kind of hard to play a guitar with the with the with the right hand of doom that's true yeah it would be a little difficult <laughs> he needs modified <laughs> modified guitar there's there's the, the just like a pick like stuck in a crack of the that's, stone that's, or that's what he have to do yeah that's it i don't know yeah. i i'd they'll probably eventually do it because it's probably one of the more popular elseworlds but I, i'd like to see a red sun movie yeah <laughs> Hasn't Superman been through enough lately? <laughs> I like Red Sun. It's like the only Superman story that I really care about. <laughs> uh, yeah, Red Sun's okay. I I like it. I think it gets a little more hype than it deserves. It deserves. Or maybe I'm just burnt out on that story because I'm nothing against. I'm glad you enjoy it, but I'm so tired of hearing people say, "Oh my God, Red Sun! Superman should be more like Red Sun. That's the best Elseworlds oh, no, story." Uh, it's not. It's really not. No, it's not. I, I, <laughs> I don't want Superman to be like Red Sun. I mean, it's there's a reason he's a jerk. Superman Red Sun is if super is if uh, Baby Kal-El landed in communist Russia instead of uh, Kansas, middle of Kansas. That's the whole. That's the whole shtick yeah. of the of the story. It's a fine story. I'm just tired of people saying that it's the end-all be-all of DCL's world stories. In Soviet Russia, Superman's you. Except Perfect. Except Nailed, it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> it. I mean, there are like there are plenty of other Elseworlds we'll never see, because a lot of Elseworlds really focus on Batman. Uh, yeah, it's he's an easy... Like there's, you know, Captain Leatherwing, and then there's like the one Old West Batman. He's and... easy to fit into different time periods and yeah. make work because he's just a guy. Yeah. He's, he's a punch detective. He's... he's Punched it. <laughs> so many episode titles we've thrown in so far. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I've got a uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Oh yeah, Switch. how is it? Which one? What do you mean, which one? There are two. What? There's only one. There's only one Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, I'm thinking Heroes. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'm thinking Heroes. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, it's the kind of Dragon Questy Minecraft. Yeah, I was gonna say crossover. it's kind of like that, isn't it? And I hate Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I like this game though. I don't know if it's the dra- it's probably the Dragon Questiness has a lot to do with it. The RPG ish big... elements and kind of the recognizable monsters, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's no real RPG oh, there elements. Isn't. Actually, you can't level up. Oh, interesting. Because your special power is building. Okay. You are you are not the hero. Okay. Which it actually tells you that. Oh, that's cool. But it takes place in kind of like an... I don't know if it's an alternate reality to Dragon Quest One or hmm. if it's just like a, a prequel. Or, but it's really connected to the first Dragon Quest. It takes place in a world where the Dragon Lord won. Oh, And all the towns are destroyed. And humanity has lost the ability to create things. Oh, okay. Interesting. And you wake up in a tomb not unlike Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> and you can build and you can craft and you have to go along and rebuild the town like the original towns from the other games really same names and everything okay okay and kind of get humanity back to being able to create and build interesting that's cool and you build little jrpg towns <laughs> which is more compelling than minecraft is yeah i think where it- punch this tree get some wood make some stuff yeah, maybe the idea of there being kind of a story helps. Yeah, because Minecraft is in just a, in a purpose. Yeah, yeah, because Minecraft literally has no purpose. It's just just these do are these, the thing. These are elements. Now go have fun. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and there's 
there is a draw to that for some folks, and sometimes I'll jump into Minecraft every once in a while. It's been a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was m- real Minecraft heavy for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I, I understand the appeal of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I enjoy. Yeah. I'm that way with LEGO Worlds. I burn out on that super quick, and I don't think I'm ever going to go back to it. You know... I keep looking at it at the store, and I almost, I almost pick it up with my oh, for the Switch. Like I, I like it, but I haven't played it that much. My computer doesn't run it very well. And that's Mine doesn't either, on. for like whatever said, reason. It's on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, I like the fact that you can just explore and find things, mm-hmm. and it's a lot different than it was in beta too. They yeah. changed a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, they made it so I can't play it. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I could, beta worked just fine. I could but run now, it in beta, but now I can't. And now. And for me, it hangs on the the first character creation spot. <laughs> I can't actually get to the world to actually play the game because wow. it hangs on me trying to uh, change my character even a tiny bit. That but stinks. Yeah. The thing I really like also about Dragon Quest Builders is like they give you blueprints for things mm-hmm. and it kind of turns into like building a Lego set. Oh, that's cool. Like following the instructions, to, and like I kind of like that. Like I get something out of that for whatever reason. That's excellent. So you would not be a master builder. You'd be with with Lord Business, <laughs> apparently, because everything is awesome. Hmm. Also, when you fight golems, they drop a material that's called golemite. I like that. <laughs> Where is Golem, and what has he had? <laughs> My brain went to Futurama when they're doing the Dolomite sketch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's the, the, the hard black mineral that don't cop out when that's heat all about. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dolomite, baby. <laughs> good news, everybody. It's Minecraft with stuff I like in it. See there, you, and that's good. That works. It's, it's yeah. Minecraft with a. It sounds like it's Minecraft with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And more than like five bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> True. Or does Minecraft have more now? Oh, they, it has a lot. They more added now. a bunch of okay. stuff to it. Yeah. For the longest time, it was just like four guys, and I'm like, this the, is the ones that will blow up your stuff, and the ones that will shoot you at you. Yeah. And that's. And then the zombies are just kind of. Yeah. yeah. Although I'll be honest, when I play Minecraft, I turn, I put it on peaceful mode. I don't put it on like creative, where you just get everything. So I have to actually go out and mine for stuff. But uh, I turn off the the aggression. Uh, the aggression. I turn it completely off, so there's no like the only way to die is to either drown or like fall from a high cliff. Because at that point, it, it's lava. My, it's just my fault. <laughs> but because I use, I would use it as a stress relieving. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's say what you will about the game, it's incredibly peaceful when you're just kind of going through and just you know doing stuff. Yeah. Mind, just mindless busy work basically. Uh, other than that, I I watched uh, what we do in the shadows last night. I still want to watch that. It's 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 a good movie. Good. It's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it that looks, was it um, looked funny. Done it by is. Taika Waititi, the guy who did Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, right? yeah, and mm-hmm. one of the uh, Flight of the Concords Flight of the Concords. Yeah, it's a uh, the one that's done stuff. <laughs> the one that the, the one Jermaine. that's Jermaine Jermaine Clement. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, kind of like a. A slow burn funny. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. They're doing a series of that, aren't they? And another movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think they're in talks to do a TV series, and they're doing a movie about the werewolf characters. Okay. Which is called <laughs> Werewolves. 
<laughs> which is hilarious. There's no better title. That's pretty great. Yeah. So uh, for the folks who haven't seen it, what is we what we do in the shadows? It's a faux documentary. A mockumentary. A mockumentary film about vampires that live in New Zealand. <laughs> And just how they go about their day. Yeah. Well, or night. night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're just like comically inept and goofy. Mm-hmm. And... Well, they're all kind of stuck in the period that they were turned, basically. Yeah. So there's a Victorian era uh, Dracula and there's a uh, like a 70s Dracula. Is that right? Something, something kind of like that ish. Not. He's kind of taken on a 70s kind gotcha. of. That's but it. he was really like way older than that. That's what. Yeah. And then there's like a straight up Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they bite a new guy and mm-hmm. it kind of deals with them dealing with a new vampire. Yeah. It's it's just really good and really funny. Yeah. There's some great jokes in there. And the werewolves, they're like bros, aren't they? Something yeah, like that. they're kinda like bro like weird bros. Yeah. <laughs> weird bros. Weird bros. <laughs> but uh, it's on Amazon. Like it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, we're actually at time for the break, so let's go ahead and take a few seconds, uh, listen to a song, and when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of news. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 122 West Rensselaer Street in downtown Bucyrus. 567-806-5364 and online at subcultureoh.com. Make a hole with a gun perpendicular to the name of this town in a desktop globe. Exit wound in a foreign nation showing the home of the one this was written for. My apartment looks upside down from there. Water spirals the wrong way out the sink. And her voice is a backwards record. It's like a whirlpool and it never ends. And her anger and I are getting old and we still haven't walked in the glow of each other's majestic presence. Listen in and hear my words to the ones you would think I would say if there was a me for you. All alone at the 64 World's Fair 80 dolls yelling small girl after all Who was at the DuPont Pavilion? Why was the bench still warm? Who had been there? Or the time when the storm tangled up the wire To the horn on the pole at the bus depot And in back of the edge of hearing These are the words that the voice was repeating In the glow of each other's majestic presence Listen and I hear my words And the ones you would think I would say If there was a me for you When I was driving once I saw this painted on a bridge I don't want the world I just want you a They don't need me here And I know you're there Where the world goes by Like the humid air And it sticks like a broken record Everything sticks like a broken record Everything sticks until it goes away 
brothers majestic brothers Listen and hear my words They're the ones you would think I would say If there was a me for you In the glow of each other's majestic presence Listen and hear my words And the ones you would think I would say If there was a me for you And then I'll get more than we still haven't walked In the glow of each other's majestic Hey, we're back. That was Anna Ng by They Might Be Giants. Seemed like a pretty easy pick for the song this week. Nailed it. Nailed it. I don't want the world. <laughs> I just want your half. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about some news. And we're just going to go right from the top of the list. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in talks to portray the Joker in a... It's not a Joker origin movie. I, I looked it up um, earlier. It is a, but it is a gritty crime drama circled around the DC villain, the Joker produced by Martin Scorsese, which is kind of crazy and awesome. Yeah. It does not take place within the DC extended cinematic universe though. So (laughs) the trash. So, so this care. So Joaquin Phoenix will not be overriding uh, that awful, awful (laughs) garbage Joker from (laughs) Uh, Suicide Squad. The, the yeah. DC topic. Hot, yeah. The DC uh, cinematic tire fire. <laughs> that pretty much. The, yeah. The DCPU. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no. What do you guys think? Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. It, it is forever that now. Yeah. yeah boom. That's it. Boom. Got it. So, but anyway, uh, what do you guys? This think? is casting I can get behind. Yeah. It sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Walking Phoenix is a—he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, and I guess he was in talks at one point to per, uh, portray um, Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman. At one point, he was also in talks for God. There was another. Let me look at the article. He was. It would have been better than. Um, uh, yeah, Facebook boy. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook um, Doctor Facebook. He was also in talks for a part in Doctor Strange, but he turned them both down because he said they were too comic booky. <laughs> but because this is a, a gritty crime jo- drama that just happens to be the Joker, he's way more interested in it. <laughs> so he has no respect for the medium of comic books. He doesn't, but he wants to walk <laughs> around in white wants- face paint. Okay, and and shoot, and shoot fools and laugh maniacally. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm in. Do you think yeah, he'll- he he wants some of that? Uh, what's his name? Recognition. Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Do you think he'll? Do uh, you think it'll be? Um, more like the Joker we kind of see in uh, The Dark Knight Returns. I was just thinking, yeah, it was probably going to be closer to that the white suit mm-hmm. uh, Dark Knight Returns uh, Joker. An older Joker. Yeah, which I would actually, if it's a Joker-centric movie, I don't want Batman to be in it until like the last two minutes. When he punches his lights out? Yeah, I want the movie to end <laughs> with... anticlimactic. No, oh, he lost. No, I don't even want the fight. I just want, you know, the Joker doing all of his all of his stuff throughout the movie. And the last scene is, you know, and you see, like, at some points, you know, a henchman gets picked off here or a henchman gets picked off there, but you never actually see Batman. And the very end is, you see, he's, you know, he's, the Joker's ragged, he's running, he's like, you know, I'm, you know, 
his his plan has kind of fallen apart and the last shot is like the joker at like a like a corner of an alleyway or something like that a dead end and you just see like a drop down of a dark shadow and you just see like the, the back cowl. of batman with like the cow in the moonlight cut to black like you don't even see the fight you don't or really see... really dark gray yeah yeah right <laughs> but uh but no you don't a joker movie without batman just the joker being the joker i would be into that yeah i mean it would be a really interesting piece mm-hmm. and you know what bring in the gotham city pd make it a joker versus like, commissioner gordon mm-hmm. and gordon's team yeah. kind of film the i'm i'm in for and, something like and maybe that. like Gordon, maybe mentioning that he's, you know, getting leads or something. Yeah. 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 I hope he's less mafioso crime bossy than like half of Jack Nicholson was in the, in Batman. Well, here's the, th- he's going to be very mafia. He's so crime be, bossy. It's, it's a I know, Scorsese I know, film. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I want some Joker shenanigans. I mean, I understand. I want, I want it to be more of a serious film and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite Joker is the Joker that thinks he's the funniest man in the room. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> and he, the things he says aren't funny at all, but are somehow hilarious, hilarious. in, in yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. and um, sometimes a little terrifying. Yeah. Okay, so I'm reading this off of the Mary Sue. The it says that the film, which was scripted by both uh, Todd Phillips and Scott Silver, who did the movie The Fighter, which is really good if you haven't seen that yeah 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 yeah. it's going to delve into what it took for the joker to become a criminal mastermind it's it's reportedly going to be set in the 80s and it's going to be more gritty crime drama than traditional superhero film so do you think it'll deal with more like the red hood gang and stuff it could it could potentially be red hood it could potentially be um well uh, pick an origin for the joker i know right it's gonna be doing stand-up yeah like (laughs) I always liked the the Red Hood uh, gang uh, failed stand-up comedian yeah. um, origin for him. Although I like that uh, in that original origin, he was never given a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just a random comedian that... A really struggling comedian. Uh, uh, yeah, that a, uh, a gang um, there, well, pretty, pretty much set there, up as a patsy. There's something with stand-up comedians and mental illness uh-huh. and that anguish that I think works really well. I agree. Into the Joker. Yeah, he just did it because, you know, he was broke and his wife was pregnant. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he were, happened to work in the chemical plan or whatever. Yep. Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so go back to that well. Yeah. That was an episode title back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on from a what seems to be a really good uh, proposal for a superhero film to a, at the outset, really bad sounding, but <laughs> if you think about it, it might make sense. They're in talks for another Lobo movie. Lobo is basically DC's Wolverine, space Wolverine, kind of. He's the main man. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's an alien who has regenerative powers, who flies around on a rocket space, uh, rocket motorcycle. Yeah, flying motorcycle mm-hmm. from space. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a bounty hunter guy. Yeah, he's a space bounty hunter. He's kind of a, a takeoff on like the Spawn type characters from yeah. the nineties. Yeah, he was a joke character. Yeah, um, who got really popular. <laughs> yeah, uh, because he's the main man. Yeah, he's yeah, and uh, they're in talks for a Lobo movie, be directed or at least produced by. Michael Bay, which at first sounds, oh God, no, Michael Bay, no, stay away. 
But think about it for a second. It's Lobo. <laughs> just think. Lobo's whole shtick is that he just blows things up and everything is like surface level only. Yeah, he, he action. doesn't think. Just, like... just dumb. Just dumb, stupid action and explosions. And what's Michael Bay good at? <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. So it might actually work. Now, Lobo's actually been on and off of development for a number of years. I remember way back when they um, were in talks. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the Kurgan. Uh, Clancy oh, Brown yeah. was in talks uh, when he was a little younger to portray Lobo in a live action. That could have worked. And I think it was Robert Rodriguez that was attached oh, to it man. very, very briefly. That would have been a good movie. Which would have been super good, too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, I can get behind a a Lobo Michael Bay film if they take it in a kind of parody of superhero film direction. Whether they would actually do that or not, you know, he, he could almost be DC's Deadpool. He, kind of. And you know what? I actually think that's kind of what, what, <laughs> what they, they want. What they want is they want the the funny R rated over the top DC movie because that's what Lobo would be. Yeah, it's exactly what Lobo would be. <laughs> I mean, come on. Some of the best episodes of Justice League where he just bursts through a wall and yeah. just says some cheesy one-liners. I mean, and... he's more of a Duke Nukem than a Deadpool. But... <laughs> yeah, but it, it would work. Yeah. It would still work. Yeah. Yeah, I would be excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Boot Absolutely. spikes and leg pouches. Oh, and... yeah. And space <laughs> space dolphins. Yeah. He loves space dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the joke is that he's this big, huge... You know, giant bounty beer drinking Space bounty hunter, biker bounty hunter. But he spends a lot of his like bounty money on like feeding space dolphins <laughs> because why not? Because he needed a purpose. I, I guess he was created by Keith Giffen, the guy who did Ambush Bug and yeah. a lot of the other like jokey joke funny yeah. characters, like the Legion of Substitute Heroes, the <laughs> Legion, the Legion of Superheroes uh, reject team. <laughs> Yeah, including Stone Boy, the guy who can turn into stone, but also can't move when he turns into stone. <laughs> he's Kirby. Yeah, he's pretty much Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Man, that new Kirby looks real good. It looks super good. I'm really looking forward to playing you it. You see, there's a there's a power, it's just called Pole, but he basically turns into uh, Sun Wukong. Nice. Oh, That's yeah. excellent. <laughs> I heard it's going to get uh, Amiibo support. I would hope so, because there's yeah. a lot of Kirby Amiibo. Well four but there's four but it's kirby you wouldn't expect four right (laughs) (laughs) he's not a character i would expect to get an amiibo line but he did he did he got a short amiibo line yeah he did and star fox did not yeah (laughs) well yeah you know never say never yeah yeah you want your slippy toad and your yeah my peppy hair peppy hair you tap the amiibo and you do a barrel roll (laughs) you guys are all you guys are all forgetting the most important amiibo character sure let's hear it general pepper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well he has a lot of varied designs and some of them are very bad and then some of them are okay yeah i agree there's one where he has like these really weird deep set eyes that <laughs> is kind of disturbing yeah yeah you know just tap this tap it on the on the on the uh, the the reader there and do good look good yeah, look, good look. <laughs> anyway we're getting we're tangenting here yeah we're, we're way Star off track Fox assault is really good and it doesn't get the the respect it deserves i haven't played it so i'll take your word for it Let's see. Uh, let's do one other superhero movie thing. Um, they leaked Thor's hammer for uh, Avengers Infinity War uh, in toy form, of all of things. Of course. Everything gets leaked by a toy now. Yeah. It, oh, it I saw a possible leak from a Lego set, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. What's Okay, what's your leak? Let's hear it. 
Um, uh, it was the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. And on the back of is the- it Bruce Banner inside yes. it? Yes. Yeah. I've kind of figured that was going to be the case. Well, in the trailer, they showed Bruce Banner standing next, next to the pieces Hulks. of the Hulkbuster. Yeah. So I kind of figured that's what's going to be the case. But anyway, Thor's hammer was destroyed in Thor Ragnarok. So he's kind of just without spoilers. Hey, it's fine. That was old, it's been. It was in the trailer. I'm joking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was definitely in the trailer. Uh, so he's getting a new hammer. Um, the toy is called Stormbreaker, which is interesting because that is the name of a Thor side character and one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, Better Ray Bill, who is a space alien Thor with a horse head. <laughs> he's like a cop, kinda. Yeah, he's a cop that was. Um, worthy enough to pick up Thor's hammer and uh, when Odin Thor, gave him one. Yeah, Odin gave him a, a slightly less powerful one when Thor finally got his own hammer back um, as kind of a consolation prize, basically. Yep. Um, but this version of the hammer looks really similar to the Ultimates Thor, which Thor's hammer, which has a hammer kind of on one end and, and an, axe head, an on the axe head on the other. And uh, it looks very like alien techie, kind of like... Uh, from something from War World or mm-hmm. not, whatever the um, collect, um, Game Masters. Yeah, I can't. Planet. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, but the did ha- it have a name? I don't think it did. Uh, I'm sh- but it might have, and I'm yeah, just forgetting. Yeah, yeah. It's irrelevant right yeah. now. But the uh, handle for it is interesting because it looks like Groot. Uh, Groot. Groot. Wood. It looks like Groot might have a hand in this, which makes sense because <laughs> literally. <laughs> nice, nice. But it kind of makes sense because um, Thor gets picked up by, by the Guardians. The Guardians at some point during the well, it's 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 in the trailer. Yep, essentially. So that's interesting. I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Um, it's kind of a bummer that it's leaked in toy form. They need to really get a handle on these toy people. They do. I totally agree. Disney's pretty good about it with Star Wars. Yeah, you get very generic Lego. stuff. Yeah. Lego, though. Like, Those Lego sets, though, they leak a lot of stuff through a, Lego a sets. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. They were really good with um, The Force Awakens. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. They didn't leak anything with those, but... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Rogue One they did. I Rogue don't... One they did. Solo, they're, they've kind of... Oh, yeah. We've already them. seen the Millennium Falcon thanks to the Lego. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you've already seen the Millennium yeah. Falcon. You're, <laughs> if you've seen the Millennium Falcon, just imagine it brand new and possibly owned by the um, empire. That's yeah, kind and, of it. And doesn't have the fork on the front. Yeah. Right. That was weird that they filled that in. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess uh, you get more uh, um, aerodynamics. Well, I guess in space. there's no yeah, space aerodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> so you make those Kessel runs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, if cutting that out in the middle was a thing that Han did. Uh, maybe. Or one Lando. of his, one of his many, modifications Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah well maybe there was a a empire tracker on that front piece or something along those lines i don't know (laughs) rampant baseless star wars speculation from a toy (laughs) (laughs) all right so anyway yeah let's move on to let's talk about a little bit of game news why not uh there's a new trailer for kingdom hearts 3 now i haven't played any of the kingdom hearts games so you guys are gonna have to take the reins on this one here's the thing yeah i've played almost all of them and i couldn't tell you what's going on in this trailer (laughs) (laughs) i will say here's the thing with like kingdom hearts i've i've played the main ones okay i really like them but, but the story is buck wild it goes everywhere 
and it makes, makes no, no sense. No sense. Half no. the time. Should we explain in like what's the elevator pitch for Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> That's funny you say that because it was pitched in an elevator. Oh, really? For real? Interesting. Okay. So Kingdom Hearts is Di- a love uh, Disney child. Disney Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> a love channel, a love child of JRPG Final Fantasy characters and Disney property characters. Yeah, it's kind of a weird mashup. It worked back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and it has like this almost real-time combat kind of thing that's very much the way it's been going now yeah yeah nowadays Mm -hmm. and when the first kingdom hearts came out they were still doing turn-based rpg or uh, final fantasies yeah right that's true this was kind of a a big shift yeah it was it was yeah but you're you know this kid soar from this island and all these places start disappearing for some reason yeah you're gonna hear that phrase a lot for some reason for some reason (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> and you team up with Goofy and Donald for, for some, some reason. reason. <laughs> yes, on the behest of King Mickey. To travel in a ship made the of... The gummy ships. Yeah, a <laughs> ship made of boxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was piloted by Chip and Dale, Dale. <laughs> for some reason. Also, you fight Cloud from Final Fantasy VII at some point. Also, Sephiroth. And Sephiroth. Well, that boss fight is ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. He was also voiced by Lance Bass. Yes. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. And then you travel to these different Disney worlds to solve their problems. Yeah. And fight the Heartless, at least in the first game, anyway. Yeah, which are like shadow monsters. Yes, basically when somebody loses their heart, heart whatever that means whatever but the the kingdom hearts equivalent to i don't know to your your will to live your enthusiasm something <laughs> Who knows? it creates a monster called a heartless it's for some reason for some yeah reason. okay we can't hang on this for too much longer but the yes. trailer for kingdom hearts 3 looks it looks really good it, it looks like a lot of it's going to take place in uh pixar World. uh and disney uh 3d animated Yes. Yeah, kind of they, there was a lot of uh, Monster Inc. A lot of Monster Inc. There's a lot of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Tangled. A little bit of Tangled. A little bit of Tangled. I heard that uh, Wreck-It Ralph uh, plays a part in this. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, he would make almost too much sense. It would. It really would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you do? Do you reconcile its world? Do you fold it into its world, or do you fold its world into Kingdom Hearts? That's a good question. <laughs> Who knows? It is... Is it is is it going into a video game or is everything just a video game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Kingdom Hearts a video game in the world of Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph? Ralph, or is Wreck-It yeah. Ralph a world of video games within Kingdom Hearts? <sighs> Who? I just blew your mind. Who I mean, knows? in the second Kingdom Hearts, you you travel into Tron. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you help Tron. That's the best. And you help Tron fight Master the Control ma- program. Master Control mm-hmm. program. And they made yeah. light cycles boring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts manages to make light cycles boring. A Herculean task. <laughs> but they yeah. did it. They did it. They I did really it. liked that level, though. Oh, yeah. The Tron level rules, but... I always thought Kingdom Hearts should have been folded into the Disney Infinity. Yeah. It would have made... It, no, it makes too much sense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is Kingdom Hearts we're like, talking it, about. Like, Sora it, and a Keyblade should have been a piece in... 
It wouldn't have saved. It wouldn't have saved that game. Yeah. Oh no, it definitely wouldn't have. But in retrospect, I it bought it. Been I bought of... the Star Wars one for six dollars the other day. <laughs> nice. At this point, I just kind of want the figures. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Because the figures are cool that. looking. I don't care. Well, the the figures did a really good job of melding all of the disparate art styles of all the different uh, into a Disney uniform things into one uniform kind of art style. And that's really neat. Oh yeah. And the art style looks is really nice as they, well. They looked great. I loved them. Yeah. I'm yeah. not falling for another toys to life thing after Lego dimensions. Yeah. I'm not either. <laughs> oh, amiibos are different. Amiibos. <laughs> amiibos are almost like an accessory. They're yeah. not so much yeah. a, a, a a game designed to sell toys. You don't have to buy an $80 portal every six months. That's for... that's very true. That's very, very true. <laughs> no, you just got to buy that new $60 game that has Amiibos at work. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to buy the game anyway. I know, so, right? Yep. All right, so we've got a couple of quick hits uh, for games. First off, Toad, you know of Mario? Mario's pal Toad. Yeah. That thing on his head, the Toadstool, it's not a hat. That's his head. In case you were wondering. Yeah. In case you were wondering. It's Apparently, f- people have been debating it for years. Officially, or like really for like the past couple months, it's been a, it's really it's been a, a thing. thing on the internet. Yeah, even though I've been sitting here the whole time going, "It's his head." It's his head. You wouldn't even question it if it weren't for a scene in the cartoon that's a dumb show. Yeah, where he uses it as a parachute or something. Or, right. So it's like eh. it's like going, "Well, is Millie Vanilli real in the Mario universe?" Since they were in an episode of the Mario Three cartoon. Eh, no. 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 <laughs> is, is Princess Peach really a huge Millie Vanilli fan in the can- Mario canon? Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> Have you seen the picture of her from that episode? No, She's got like a, a Millie Vanilli sweater on. <laughs> it's amazing. Is That's it over awesome. her dress? She's not wearing her dress. She's dressed up to go to a Millie Vanilli concert. That's excellent. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to find that picture. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> I will say I did enjoy the Super Mario Brothers three cartoon more than the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Agreed, it's yeah. the best one. Mm-hmm. I used to think the Mario World one was the best one, but I watched it recently and it it's, is it's the worst. It's one. not. It's not good. <laughs> no, Yoshi's terrible. He adds nothing. <laughs> the only good thing is the theme song that Mark Mothersbaugh did. Yeah, for it. that's true. That's very true. Uh, next up, they're doing a remaster of the Spyro trilogy. No. It's not been officially said. It is currently a rumor. I will eat something weird on this show if they don't. (laughs) Fair enough. You heard it here. I'm holding you to it. Okay. Okay. Notice notice he said something weird. Something weird, not something spicy. It could be spicy. It could be spicy. Okay. I think it's a given. Yeah. It should be dealer's choice. (laughs) Dealer's choice. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we were talking before the show and you mentioned that, uh, you know, with the Crash Bandicoot, and Activision and, owns both. Yeah. And the Crash Bandicoot remaster did gangbusters for them. Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense that they go to the Spyro well next. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, you know, Spyro is great. Yeah, they're yeah. good games, it, Brent. It, <laughs> good games, Brent. <laughs> it, it holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. yeah, I'll be excited for it. I'll buy it when it comes out. I, I keep saying, like, if they released a Spyro, it would be pretty much the nail in the coffin that gets me to buy a PlayStation 4. <laughs> oh, there well, you go. Here it comes. Here it comes, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Just don't play that. Don't make it be that Spyro that has like David Spade voicing the Firefly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, it's Elijah Wood as Spyro and David Spade as his Firefly buddy. A star-studded cast. Yeah, that's for real. I'm not making I, that I up. <laughs> don't doubt you. That sounds awful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I've played it. It is awful. <laughs> 
All right. So um, next up, and this might be our last thing because we're getting pretty close. So Evo is a fighting game, huge fighting game tournament. It's like, like the it's fighting like, game tournament. It's like the fighting game tournament. And it take place, takes place out in Las Vegas every year. It's also where a lot of other games get announced, things like that. Um, it's basically of the, of the fighting game Of the variety. fighting game variety. Uh, and there's every year there's always a lineup of uh, some of the most popular games of the season or the of the year that are kind of like the main stage kind of, you know, of fighting games. You know, tournaments. There's always other games that are kind of like in side pools and stuff like that. In fact, I think one year there was a side pool that was the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, the, the fighter, tournament, tournament fighter, if that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, that was like a side, side <laughs> pool kind of um They should tournament. do a side pool tournament of Donkey Kong Jr. math. <laughs> right. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I'm yeah. not joking. I've yeah. heard it's, it's pretty buck wild. <laughs> When you get two people playing, because it's got a versus math mode. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Competitive math. Yeah, well, and you can play that. You can grab the numbers that the other player needs and kind of like there's strategy. There's weird strategy to it. Yeah. Anyway, what uh, what I was getting to with this is um, they announced the uh, listing of main stage uh, tournaments, uh, the games for the tournament. And... um, a lot of really good games on there. A lot of really um, recent games: Injustice Two, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, Tekken Seven, a couple of you know older games: um, Guilty Gear, Exerd, um, Smash Brothers Melee. Melee for some like, reason, there's actually two Smash Brothers games on here. People can't let it go. <sighs> let Melee go. Yeah, just just be done with it. Just the Wii U Smash Brothers is fine. Just it's better. It be done. It's better than it's, Melee. It's a better game. Yeah. Um, but the Wii U, the Smash Brothers Wii U's on there, um, and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, which is huge which right is, now. It's the new hotness. Out, yeah, it just came out, and it's super good. There's even a game on there that's not even been released yet. Uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Uh, that's not even out yet. One game that is not on the list that was released within the last six months was Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, this is kind of a big deal because Marvel vs. Capcom has been a mainstay of uh, Evo and the, the fighting almost, game community. And the fighting yeah. game community since almost the beginning. Yeah, uh, but this is what happens. MVC three is like like huge, and uh, some of the other. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a big deal. But uh, this is what happens when you do a bad Capcom. Yeah, like. Capcom did a real bad job with this one. So to answer the question, when's Marvel? Answers not this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Marvel, baby. I'm Marvel, baby. Not this year, baby. They no. cut it and deservedly so. It it's an ugly bad game. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it, it it gets good numbers. It has um a decent <sighs> fan following. I want to say a, a decent fan following, but there were multiple screenshots of taken a day or two after uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Fighter Z or Fighters, however you say it, uh, when it was uh, when that game released, of people trying to get into like the online game match lobby for uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and there were zero users online. <laughs> That's not a joke. There were zero at at points. And this game at that point had been out less than two three months. This is what you get when your special edition comes with the infinity eggs yeah yeah it, it fighting games these days they're built to be kind of evergreen because 
you know, you have different players, different uh, revisions of the game that yeah, are constantly yeah, being now they released. Release seasons of characters. Yeah. Well, shoot. Um, Street Fighter Five is on its uh, first major pack. It's been upgraded to the arcade edition. It's on its third season of DLC characters and has no signs of slowing down. And uh, Street Fighter Five is not a great game. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it plays fine. And some of the newer characters have some really interesting mechanics, but like the base game's not super good and it's still on it. there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom, they did a bad and they're paying for it, which is a shame because I... There's no reason like why the it should be bad. And there's no reason. They had all the time in the world to... And a lot of, a lot of the bad comes down to uh, character models. It's an ugly game. It's an incredibly ugly game, and they've tried to go back through and patch out some of the uglier uh, models and kind of fix some things. It's not good. Plus, how do you make Chun Li ugly? Oh, like they, how did they manage to do that? They did it. They managed it. Um, I mean, she's got a, a killer model in Street Fighter Five. They should have just great. used that. <laughs> or they should have used the model from Street Fighter Four. She looked fine in that yeah. too. Um, yeah, I just don't understand it. I really just don't understand it. Do you think it. maybe because they rushed Infinite, maybe? Because it was years and years between two and three. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They... There's I feel a lot like of maybe... Di- Disney meddling? They, it might have been some Disney meddling. It might have been um, Capcom kind of jumping the gun and seeing initial returns on Street Fighter Five and going, oh, shoot, we need to... We need, like, get, we need to get a name out there. Get something yeah. else out there to kind of, you know, level the playing field a little bit. I don't know, but... You know, this is kind of in Capcom's nature to do a bad one mm-hmm. and then come back and blow everybody out of the water with the next one. I, I hope that's what it's happens. It's what they do. They get into a rut with mm-hmm. whatever series it is. Yeah. And then they, get, they go, whoops, better fix this. Yeah. They did it I, with Resident Evil. Yeah. They did it with Monster Hunter. That's that's very true. That's Man, very I've very heard, true. I've heard Worlds is great. I've heard nothing it but is. good things about Worlds. I haven't played it enough still mm-hmm. to have an opinion on it, but so far I really like it. Yeah, but uh, I really hope this uh, doesn't put um, an end to the Marvel versus Capcom line. I really hope they can kind of bounce back from it. But boy, oh boy, I hope uh, Capcom learns uh, from their mistakes on this game because I mean they're paying for it right now. Um, Cause this is this is a big deal. This is a slap in the face. Yeah. Listen, the only out of all of the main fighting games at Evo, Capcom only has one game. It's Street Fighter Five. And Capcom is like the fighting game. Yeah. There's. Guys. Yeah. There's one Capcom. Uh, the two Smash are. Um, those are Howl Laboratories and Nintendo. Yeah. Tekken Seven is. Namco. Namco. Bandai Namco. Yeah. Um. Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, and Fighters is um, Arc System Works. There, there's Ar- they're all Arxis and Injustice Two. Well, that's another realm. That's, that's uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal guys. Kombat. Eh, who cares? Yeah. Although the turtles look, the Ninja Turtles in that look really good, which is weird to think that the Ninja Turtles look great in a DC fighting game. <laughs> but why not? But why, why, why not? not? Hey, hey, anything's better than DC versus Mortal Kombat versus DC because that oh, game was God. terrible. That was, game was from a conceptual rotten. standpoint. That was a bad idea. That was a rotten game. Yeah, I mean, you know, fr- Hellboy's in Injustice too. Oh, well. and yeah. he's rad in yeah, it he too. Is. I've yeah, watched like great. all his intros and stuff. Yeah. They're really good. They're super good. 
like the character roster in Injustice Two is pretty decent. It's pretty good, yeah. and the the customizable um, costume options that if you match up certain costume bits, it actually uh, changes your character. Like mm-hmm. they added Raiden into the. This is kind of a weird thing, and I wish it was the other way around. But they added Raiden from Street from Mortal Kombat into the game, but with um, all of the Black Lightning parts, he actually turns into Black Lightning with his own voice packs. I wish it was the other way around. Yeah. Because it's a DC game and not a Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that they included the character in yeah. some way. Or like they um they had Hal Jordan, but with the no with the right parts, it turns into the different Green Lanterns. Yeah. John Stewart especially. Which uh, is cool. I wish Pokin or Arms would I would have been in this. I really wish Pokin More was, arms was in than it. Pokin, I think, but maybe if Pokin had a bigger um character roster. Yeah. Well, uh Pokin has a huge roster. Yeah, and uh, Aegislash, one of the new DLC characters. I got the DLC because I'm a sucker. Aegislash plays awesome, like super, super well. He's a really good technical character. I would just like to see some really high-level arms play. I would too, <laughs> but that would be there is already yeah. a strike against it because most fighting game players don't like arena fighters, and both arms and Pokin, Pokin are, are arena, arena fighters. fighters. So, because there's not as much, most most fighting game players like the 2D plane, where it's just kind of on one plane and you're just kind of, you know, back and forth and, you know, the, the whole third dimension running around stuff trips a lot of people out and it's, it's a high hurdle for a lot of. <laughs> Where's High Power Stone this year? Uh, that would be great. <laughs> oh man. If they, if they brought back Power Stone, I think it's time for a Power Stone revival. Yeah. You guys. For I sure. love Power Stone. Mm-hmm. That'd be it is. that would be nuts. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we are at time, so we got to wrap things up. Uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on most forms of social media: at Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, at Nerd Overload. Now you can pop us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Still working on that Spotify. Waiting to hear back from them. Haven't been approved yet, but we're getting there. So, yeah, thanks again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. Peace out.